Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hi everyone. So today we have Ms. Sapna Pathak with us. She is the co-founder at HR Accelerate. Hi Sapna, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you, Upshita? I'm good too. Thank you. Welcome Sapna. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great. We are so glad you joined us today. So Sapna, you have a rich experience of working with industry giants in various leadership roles. Can you share more about your journey so far? Yes. Uh, so my professional journey spans over uh, two decades uh, with a predominant focus on HR for the past 17 years. Um, it has been diverse. You know, I commenced uh, in the financial services industry and transitioned to HR, uh, sorry, IT consulting, and then joined the startup world. So the initial decade, uh, you know, my expertise primarily revolved around talent acquisition, where I honed my skills across various industries. But in the last seven to eight years, I've been overseeing end-to-end HR. I served as an HR leader in distinguished organizations like Payu, Bank Novo, and a logistics startup was the last one. Uh, Presently, I'm in the start, uh, you know, process of setting up my own uh, HR consulting venture. My uh, conviction stems from a deep understanding that high growth startups and mid-sized organizations face distinctive needs in establishing and optimizing their uh, HR practices. And with my extensive experience in initiating HR teams from scratch and nurturing uh, and enabling talent, uh, I believe that I, I can empower startups with uh, strategic HR solutions. And hence, uh, you know, I set up HR Accelerate, where my focus is not just on uh, setting up the entire HR functions, but also on aligning these functions with founders and CEOs' vision of culture and performance. So I recognize the common struggle um, that CEOs and founders face, right? Um, they are often, you know, uh, driven by boundless passion, but they often grapple with HR intricacies while steering their startups uh, towards success. So HR Accelerate steps in into streamlining HR processes, enable founders uh, to direct their attention more on the critical aspects of product growth strategies, and uh, you know we take care of rest. So awesome. yeah, that's a great a project that you have picked up now. All the best with this. I'm thank sure it's so going to be a great experience for you. <laughs> great, thank you. Also, with almost two decades of experience, and you are someone who has been recognized as top 100 HR professionals under 40, what have been the key milestones and learning experiences that have shaped your approach to talent acquisition and management? Sure. So I think I've been uh, very fortunate enough uh, to be getting, you know, the career opportunities that I got and not to forget, you know, some of the great managers I had, you know, where they were genuinely interested in my growth and learning. Uh, so if I talk about my initial 10 years, uh, you know, of my career, where uh, the focus was primarily on talent acquisition, I developed a keen eye for identifying and attracting top tier talent. Uh, so this uh, foundational experience laid the groundwork for understanding the intricacies 
intricacies of matching individuals with the right roles in an organization. And with that, you know, I led various initiatives for improving efficiencies and effectiveness of TA function as a whole. Then when I transitioned into, uh, you know, HR from talent acquisition, that actually helped in terms of broadening up, you know, my perspective and managing the entire employee life cycle, which actually deepened my understanding of HR as an enabling function to the business. Right. And, uh, you know, when I worked as an HR leader with the three uh, startups, it actually exposed me to, you know, complexities of managing diverse teams and implementing strategic HR initiatives at scale. And now, you know, uh, embarking on my uh, entrepreneurial journey and setting up my own HR venture is the latest milestone in my career. And I think with this, I'll be able to create a bigger impact. Great. Uh, also, from your experience, how did you approach the challenge of taking organizations from zero to one in terms of talent strategies, especially on a global scale? Sure. So I think uh, this, uh, first of all, involves understanding the organizational goals, the organization objectives, and then also understanding the regional, uh, local nuances and fostering a culture, uh, you know, which is consistent and aligned across all the locations. This actually includes uh, you know, defining core values, defining core value behaviors, uh, rituals that can help make those core values a part of the DNA of the organization. Um, then um, identifying skills or roles which are critical for global success is extremely important. And then setting up processes, SOPs, uh, you know, to ensure consistency and crafting a global brand story uh, to become employer of choice. And then I think there are things like, um, you know, performance management, uh, uh, designing global onboarding, uh, ensuring compliance with local regulations and, uh, you know, continuous evaluation and uh, adjustment based on KPIs and feedback. I think all of this really help uh, in terms of scaling up, you know, organizations from zero to one. Right. Definitely. I agree and relate to all of your points here. Also, Sapna, you are a diversity and equity and inclusion ally and champion. How do you integrate diversity, equity and inclusion strategies into talent acquisition and management practices? And can you share a successful example where your efforts in promoting DEI have positively impacted organizational culture and performance? Sure. So I think, um, you know, first of all, um, it's very important to embed uh, DEI as a part of organizational DNA. Uh, rather than just treating it as a one-off initiative, uh, as it doesn't work that way, right? Because a lot of organizations, uh, you know, I've worked for, uh, used to treat it as an initiative and it never, uh, you know, helped. But when, uh, you know, I worked with one of the organizations where, you know, in everything that we were doing, be the HR practice, policy, any strategy we were thinking of, uh, we made sure that everything is inclusive. We have rituals, we have, uh, you know, uh, policies, everything is uh, being built from everyone's perspective, right? Um, so, you know, any program, any initiative really helped in, uh, you know, thinking about a diverse perspective and covering all the employees. Because it's a no-brainer that a diverse uh, workforce improves company products and thereby profitability, yeah? And then, uh, you know, in terms of an example, in one of the organizations I work for, so rather than focusing on specific hiring quotas, uh, we actually prioritized building a diverse talent pipeline. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were we were trying to, uh, you know, fix the input so that, you know, we have the desired output. 
Um, so, for example, incorporating diversity metrics into recruiter scorecards uh, helped in, you know, fostering uh, gender parity, as uh, was seen in our approach, and it resulted in a more diverse and an inclusive workforce. That is definitely an innovative approach. Also, as a part of a leadership role in talent development, we see that talent development is a crucial aspect of HR. How did you design and implement talent development strategies, especially considering the diverse roles within an organization? Sure. In my opinion, you know, uh, talent development strategies involve uh, identifying skill gaps, Mm -hmm. uh, then crafting programs for learning, upskilling, and providing mentoring opportunities, Mm -hmm. and also designing individualized uh, learning journeys, right? Um, This, uh, you know, holistic approach not only addresses the current needs, but also fosters a culture of continuous learning, empowering, you know, individuals to grow in alignment uh, with their unique career paths as well as aspirations. So, uh, you know, I believe this is uh, extremely important and, uh, you know, one of the uh, reason why you're able to retain your top talent because, you know, the the learning and, um, you know, upskilling becomes uh, continuous. Right. Correct. Definitely. That is really crucial. You know, every employee should have the opportunities to learn and develop. Also, talent development brings us to culture. I wanted to know maintaining a good culture brings us to ensuring care of the mental health of employees as well. So we would like to know from your experience in leadership role specifically, how can the firms integrate mental health support and awareness into the HR and talent management practices? Sure, sure. Uh, so I truly believe that employees' mental health has a direct impact on their motivation and their ability to perform or give their best performance. Right. Uh, employers can be proactive in terms of providing uh, you know, a safe space for employees to open up and talk about their mental health. I think that's the first one, uh, which I think is extremely important. Um, secondly, you know, providing them with tools uh, that can help them identify early signs of depression, anxiety, stress, burnout, um, and then you know, sensitizing all employees um, on how they can watch out or look out for their colleagues uh, going through such challenges and how they can help them cope with it, what to say, what not to say, right? right. And in terms of, you know... Um, Providing support, you know, can there be a 24 into 7 helpline? Can there be some therapy sessions um, that the employees can avail or even meditation or self-awareness sessions that can really help them? And lastly, I think providing unconditional support to employees and helping them in their journey to heal uh, can lead to a more uh, empathetic workplace. Definitely. Those are some great practices we all should definitely incorporate to make sure the employees have the, all the support that the organization can provide. Also, yes. Sapna, I wanted to know, are there any specific areas within HR or talent acquisition that you believe will become increasingly important for organizations to focus on? Yes, I think uh, the one I already spoke about, which is employee growth, uh, learning opportunities that we provide them, uh, becomes very uh, important in HR, not just in HR, but it helps in terms of you know attracting top talent as well, right? Uh, then uh, you know providing uh, diverse platforms, opportunities for continuous learning, not only aids in retention, motivation, but also. Uh, you know, cultivates a culture of ongoing development. And, uh, you know, happy employees stemming from such initiatives uh, become powerful advocates. Uh, They become brand ambassadors and, uh, you know, uh, like I said, attracting top talent becomes much easier. Right, definitely. I think we all should focus on 
this. Also, Sapna, you have held the positions of head of talent acquisition, vice president, director, and other leadership roles. I wanted to know leadership styles often evolve. So how would you describe your leadership style now? And what subtle changes have you made over the years to adapt to different organizational cultures? Sure. So, um, you know, if I talk about my current leadership style, it uh, leans more towards servant leadership, emphasizing, uh, you know, empowering others. And, uh, you know, over the years, I have refined my, uh, you know, approach, uh, incorporating a balance of empowerment and occasional assertiveness uh, to ensure timely delivery and uh, you know, preventing complacency, right? Um, it also involves, uh, you know, genuine investment in terms of enabling, empowering, supporting team members, uh, you know, uh, uh, enriching experience, uh, you know, providing them more opportunities and enriching experience in terms of uh, making decisions. And this can actually help in, uh, you know, steering their careers uh, towards success. So overall, you know, that has been my uh, style. I think that's a great style. Great leaders often, you know, have great teams under them and bring us the organizational success we aim to achieve. Also, Sapna, yeah. you have been recognized as LinkedIn's top voice for HR consulting. Can you share with us a quick tip or strategy that you believe has contributed to your success as a prominent HR voice on LinkedIn, especially in terms of engaging your audience and fostering meaningful connections? Right. Um, so I think it's important to use LinkedIn not just as a platform to network, but also to influence others. And that's what uh, you know I've been doing. Uh, so consistently talking about issues, uh, you know, involving more people, it, it not only helped increasing more more visibility for myself, but also helped in, uh, you know, in engaging more uh, with the right audience. It's a great platform also to build up, uh, you know, our own personal brand, right? Okay. And higher levels of engagement can be done, uh, you know, through uh, consistently uh, writing blogs, posts, uh, polls, uh, sharing views on others' content, and also contributing to some of the LinkedIn articles. So that has been, um, you know, um, uh, the mantra for me, I would say that engaging more more uh, and uh, engaging more people talking about issues uh, which are ongoing that has uh, really worked great to know that and congratulations on being the top voice for HR consulting at Thank LinkedIn you. also Thank Sabna you so before wrapping this up I wanted to ask reflecting on your journey are there any lessons learned or insights that you would like to share with those who are looking to follow a similar path in HR and talent management Absolutely. You know, there are many lessons that I've learned, but a few key lessons that, uh, you know, stand out for those aspiring in HR and talent management. Uh, first one is, uh, you know, the ability to see the bigger picture, um, you know, because it really helps in uh, crafting effective strategies, having open communication, asking more questions and understanding the business priorities. Uh, that's that's very, very important. Right. Um, the next one, I would say, um, you know, authenticity, uh, you it plays a pivotal uh, role in building fulfilling work relationships and that actually helps in achieving better results as well um, then uh, you know strong interpersonal skills uh, is very important for effective communication and relationship building because being in HR you have to have high level of empathy uh, to right. understand and address the diverse needs of individuals within the organization and then there are things like you know staying abreast with industry trends or uh, technological advancements uh, staying on top of uh, you know what's happening in the industry um, 
resilience i think is a, another one which is very important uh, you know in handling challenges and adapting uh, to dynamic work environments because being adaptable open minded enables you to navigate uh, you know diverse organizational cultures successfully right. and then uh, you know ethical decision making uh, you know upholding integrity and transparency to uh, build trust and credibility within the organization uh, i think these are some of the very important lessons that i've learned and um, you know helps you uh, become a well-rounded and effective HR professional. Those definitely are some great words of wisdom, Sapna. Thank you for sharing those with us. I'm sure these will be very beneficial to our listeners. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks a lot.